All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Verified Wines podcast, where we just sit here and discuss wines. Um, we're all here in the industry, so I'm here with uh, with Yemi. Yes. yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What uh, what do you do, and how do you help get wine from the vineyards to our tables? Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is um, Adi Yemi, but I go by Yemi Bello. Uh, my company is based out in Philadelphia. We started this company. I started the company about... Uh, three years ago during the pandemic in 2020. During the uh, pandemic. Yes, That's during the <laughs> pandemic, which is, you know, you know, everyone being home, drinking and doing Zoom calls and Zoom happy hours and so on and so forth. Um, I decided to, you know, try to do something that I have a passion for. I've been in the industry for about a little bit over more than a decade now working, you know, with the distributor side and import side and um, supplier side. And I figured, you know, why not? What's the better time to start a legacy company for my family and for my kids? I have two amazing daughters um, and my brand, some of my brands, my driver brand, the driver brand is actually based after my daughters, um, both my girls, um, 15 and 16. And, you know, that's, that's basically, it, you know, how the company started. Um, I'm, of, I'm a Nigerian descent. I came to the U.S. as an immigrant to go to school, yeah. I went to uni, Temple University in Philly, TU, and I went to grad school at St. Joe's. Uh, I came here when I was about 17, going on 18. Yeah. And, you know, like most immigrants, you go to school, you work hard. And then the goal right now is to build a legacy company for my family, bringing in, bringing in great, amazing wine from different regions um, of Europe, and making it affordable for every everyday dining, you know, consumers and dining tables. Because at the end of the day, uh, um, being in the industry, uh, I think wines bring people together, um, socializing socially or family aspect of it as well. I think wine is meant to be wine and spirits per se, but I think wine is meant to be enjoyed, um, you know, amongst friends and family. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It really uh, has a way of bringing everybody together. Yeah. Just like yeah. us two here, you know? Yeah. 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 I still remember uh, the first day we met. It's been, you know, it's, it's great. And I came in with my sales rep with breakthrough beverage DC. Um, and it's, you know, now it's, you know, now we're here together having a podcast and I have an event with you guys today. Uh, it's going to be, I had an event tasting and bottle signing event with your other store last night, yeah. uh, verified, yeah. um, yeah, I heard good things. I stopped yeah. over there to grab the uh, grab the wines last night. So. Yeah, we we, we yeah, had a fun. Yeah, we had a great show on there. A lot of food traffic, bottle signing, pictures taken, and it was it was fun. It's it's fun for me. It's it's amazing coming out and talking about the wine and enjoying a glass of wine with you know consumers and like minded people. <laughs> uh, just you know breaking bread. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How was um? How long have you been in the industry? Did you grow up with wine? Actually, the funny thing is, no, I never grew up with wine. I um, you know. I grew up back in Nigeria, being not to say I was drinking at a young age, but pretty much being a um, British colony, we drank primarily or what adults drank was basically we had a local drink we drank, which is palm wine, which okay. they drank as an adult drink, palm wine, then you drank beer. And not so spirits, but the spirits you drank then would be gin. And I'm going to sh do a shameless plug. I do have a gin as well that I import in from Leeds from one of my best really? mates. Yeah, yeah, gin we have a really gin. Off. It's 11 Botanical. It's an amazing gin. It's called John Roberts Botanic Request. Freaking amazing gin. Um, so it's all the way from Leeds. 
and we do sell it in DC, PA, and some other markets. And I can't wait for you guys to see. I know Max at the other Verified actually yeah. wants to get a, grab a couple of bottles of it in and taste. But um, and that's how I think that's how things started. We never, I never really drank until I came into the US. I started working in the industry, bartending to pay my way through uni, University Temple back then. And one thing led to another. I started working for the big, uh, worked for a distributor, worked for a big uh, supplier. And now the rest is somewhat history. You know, having my own brand, having my own wine input company. Um, it's not easy, but it's fun as well. It's yeah, being able to, yeah. design, you know, creating, you know, you know, generational wealth and lasting legacy company for my two kids and my family. And to be able to be, you know, say, you know, black and brown person having this somewhat, this industry, being in this industry with a wine company, it's it, for me, it's a, you know, the sky's the limit for right now. It's just, yeah. we're just scratching the surface. Has that, has that been interesting? Because I'm from Guatemala and I haven't met a single other person, <laughs> another Guatemalan in the wine industry. So, uh, and I didn't grow up with wine at all. I mean, we make Sacapa rum and uh, yeah. there's a coconut cartel rum now okay. from Guatemala, but other than that, wine is not something that I grew up with. I got into the industry out of Crimson's as selling cars, and I met Max, and he was in it and helped him out on the side, and here I am. Very nice. You know, absolutely just dove in the deep end with it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what was it like kind of finding the alcohol industry, getting into it? Did you, like, at a young age kind of develop a like for it or was it just something that you joined and just so so i mean great question saying you know you know your background being um guatemalan um malin um i think it's it's interesting as well uh when i came in into the industry you don't see a lot of black and brown individuals people like you and i owning a wine company or being in the industry and i still sometimes not all the time even i think now there's more awareness social awareness and people understanding of okay anyone could own a company and grow brands um when i first came into industry um i worked solely in the multicultural i was somewhat the not say the face but my job was to help grow brands in a multicultural sphere so basically going into the black and brown wine bars restaurants and so on and so forth to sell different brands and uh, the way being you know and sometimes i'll cross over into the general markets because we do have you know we drink in all aspects we go to all aspects of bars restaurants and clubs right, to right. socialize so um you know that i didn't want i don't want to say that was an eye-opener for me um for, for me it was just to continue to persevere in that industry um as well as going into you know working with the family and friends that i work with in italy um I don't know the numbers and I'm not going to lie about, I know, you know, there's like <laughs> 500 black people or black and brown people in Italy working and you know, owning wineries. I don't know the numbers, but for me per se, it was just continuously trying to break this barrier for myself and disrupt the industry right. per se. Um, Cause I, there, there, I don't think there's that many Nigerians uh, Nigerian Americans out there anyway, to say he or she owns um, a brand label, a wine label, a wine company. Oh, actually working with wineries from Italy, um, a good, not a, I won't call it, he's not a friend, but he's a, he, an acquaintance in the industry. And I think this is for me, one thing that makes me happy and proud when I see other 
uh, black and brown people owning brands or wineries or wine labels or brands because uh, you have to we have to support each other i still again i said it earlier i remember when i first came in here and i was like yep. wow I want to be a part. I want to partner with you guys somehow, some way, some shape or form to continue to help not only help you grow, not to grow my brand, but also help you grow, uh, grow my brand within your store. So it, to me, it's, it's, it's fun. I think we have to continuously trying to break that barrier and also put our best foot forward. And that's what I do. I'm trying to do every day and talking about my brand and talking about myself. Um, it's not easy. No, <laughs> Rome wasn't that's built. A, that's a fact. Yeah. I can uh, I can attest to that. Yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day, but mm-hmm. then you know I try to deal with continuously, continue to try to cultivate um, good rapport with our part, my partners, be my distributor, be my you know mom and pop store, be the big conglomerate um, restaurateurs and so on and so forth in Philly, DC, Maryland. Um, or Delaware that we have brands in, and also New Hampshire that we have brands in. Um, um, just to continue to you know put my best foot forward and trying to grow the brand till it becomes um, a big household name that people know because we're still very small, we're still infancy stage, but we're making great inroads. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. That's been the most fun in this industry is just meeting different people because. Yes. When you really think about it, starting your own business may like may not be the best uh, for for everybody looking on social media and and everyone's talking about start your own business, be free. It's it's um yeah. it's hard work. Yes, it, 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 it's you know so it really is. yeah the cool thing, you know, the the pros and cons of social media is um you know you see the glitz and glow of people right see right me tasting wine and you know enjoying. Uh, some of my Prosecco or enjoying some of the champagnes I bring in or even enjoying my gin that I bring in or, you know, any other brands I bring in from Burgundy. Uh, but then, you know, on the back end of it, nobody realized the hours, the sleepless nights, which by no means am I complaining. No, no, uh, no. I enjoy it because it's not meant to be easy because if right. it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Exactly. Um, but it's that, you know, you know, you know, hard work, the grit, yeah. the grind yeah. it. Um, at the end of the day, Hopefully, I get to enjoy some of it. But the goal for me is to be able to leave it behind for my two girls. And one of them, hopefully, both of them want to run this at some point and say, hey, Dad, we got this. Let's just yeah. sit back, relax, and, you know, enjoy the wine. Yeah. <laughs> while we, yeah. While yeah. we work out. You know, again, it's, it's, it's a family business. It's me, you know, but I want to be able to cultivate it and leave it behind for my family, my kids, my nieces. Uh, my nephews and say you guys run it with my girls and see you know see whether where this could take you because it's what you know you think about wineries in italy france or wherever the case might be it's family run yeah. it's generational yeah. they pass it down and that's what i want to try to do and not only doing that but also while having this company help bring up new and cultivate and be the spokes or be the importer of the mouthpiece or avenue for um other entrepreneurs like myself black and brown yeah. individuals he or she that wants to develop their brand and be able to be that person to help get into the marketplace for them make it easy and have an avenue like oh we have an ally already in the industry right. that we can actually right. talk to and say hey yemi or bello imports um, can you be our you know supplier to help us get this to your other distributor and get into the other market i'll most likely nine out of ten times i'll say yes yeah. unless the brand is bad which I'm always candid with people. You have to. You have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I want to be able to help get other brands into the avenue. Mike, some people want it done tomorrow. 
you know, we just have to be very, very smart um, in what we do and how we get things out there together. It's not easy. It's a struggle, but it's a, it's it's a challenge that I'm I'm, I'm up for. Um, yeah. I'm still young at heart, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, that's been the most. Uh, I mean, even even with us, I mean, Max, I see as a as a big brother, and then we have hey, my my Max. little brother. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a character. He's probably gonna be watching later. Hello, <laughs> yeah, Max. It's funny. I met Max the first time I met Max a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "Come in, let's do a taste." And I'm like, "I'm done." Um, I tell my distributor, "Use me and abuse me. Let's grow the <laughs> brand together." And we had a blast yesterday selling wine, signing bottles. And um, I'm a big football fan, so I'll say this, and uh, you know, I, I enjoy being here. I must like you guys a lot because I'm missing Man U, my club, playing oh, today. Let's uh, just let's end the podcast <laughs> right here. Where Gabby, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Who do you follow? Who do you like? Uh, Real Madrid, primarily. Yeah, Real Madrid. That's the Liga, though, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's but fine. I but, don't know, Man U. What? Their offices are failing man they're, no, no, we're the best club in europe come on the oh. biggest club in europe man come on don't think, say that uh, i think another club in that city might uh oh. might say otherwise. Oh. otherwise i don't know they just oh man they just destroyed real madrid I yeah was, they're the noisy neighbors that's oh, why we call man. them the noisy neighbors they just all they do is scream 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 and we are you know anyway we are the giant of manchester google type in man type in manchester and man united would come up on your google search yeah nobody knows about city Nobody cares about CE. <laughs> anyway, we don't. We might be we, we might be able to edit that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, 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 you know, no, no, on the front note though, uh, you know, talking about football a bit. I think that's the cool thing about wine though. What we do is, you know, wine transpire and transfer into all, you know, all spheres. Um, you know, you could I could be, you know, you could be a unfortunately, thank God you're not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> you could be a Liverpool fan, but I'll still share a glass of wine with you because it's yeah. like you know, why not you know you know we'll banter a bit and then go back and have a glass of wine or two and and go from there but um this is this the industry is amazing i enjoy enjoy being in the being in the industry you get to meet loads of people yeah you get to talk about i get to talk about wine something i'm very passionate about i get to talk about spirits gin that i'm passionate about i've worked for some amazing company in the past some good cognac companies in the past that i still enjoy and support but it's you know it could be worse yeah it definitely what could, do, could yeah, be worse there's than... few things that really uh really unite people uh alcohol is definitely definitely one of them uh food yeah. music too and then good mean, sports team like manchester united, united yeah people. yeah <laughs> That's okay. why the no the World Cup yeah, like it's that, coming, that's something yeah. that yeah it's gonna be here, we're gonna be yeah we're gonna have I think DC I don't know if DC has um uh, no Philly's one Philly's one, one yes. of them yeah Excited I think that's Philly. the closest one to here actually yeah yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna yeah. be amazing um, that's, uh, I have till then to get these stores running and uh, so I can just take off for <laughs> for a month and a half well, I'll say this to you if if you know. You know, if you ever in Philly, me casa su casa. Come out, come in Philly. Let me know. We'll, have, we'll, we'll have a great time. We we'll go out drinking. We'll go have some football. You know, break some bread. Yeah, you know, for break sure. Bread. We'll break bread for so. sure. If uh, if Manchester United is ever in the Champions League, maybe we can uh, <laughs> get a Real Madrid Manchester United game. <laughs> oh my! Uh, <laughs> I'll go up for that one. I'm gonna take an hour off my tasting and signing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be in Champions. We're all in Champions League next year. Not we are gonna be. We are gonna be. We are in Champions League next year. That's, right, that's a given. Right. We're finishing top four this year, so you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll segue on to the next topic on yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's, go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the industry, how a bottle of wine goes from the vineyard to myself as a retailer. Yes. Um, where, one, where you help in that process and what, it, what it's been like. So the process, most people don't know the process. So you go to your sh- most consumers and some most con- some consumers do. I don't want to generalize them most. Um, consumers do, I think they're aware of the process, but they see a shelf of, in a bottle on the shelf and they're like, wow, why is this bottle $300 or $20 or two buck chalk? Um, you know, the process in between from, from when it leaves to, you know, vineyard from apart from harvesting, you know, you know, fermenting and going all through to bottling to coming into us and going into your shelf it's a long process a really really long process so you know we go from scheduling a freight forwarder to pick it up we pick it up from my winery in marema then we truck it all the way to be our nearest port is in new jersey new york new jersey elizabeth because that's where you know it's closer to get our brands to philly where we're based um and then you have to pay all these taxes <laughs> i mean before i even make a penny on this i'm already out about 20 30k yeah just to get a full container because you pay you know you pay for this container you pay whatever for you know taxes because uncle sam what usually the money. Uh, how many bottles usually come in a full container like uh, the 40 foot containers right yeah there. so we could do a 40 foot container or 20 foot um so 20 is 10 pallets depending on how many goes on a 10 pallet 40 is 20 pallets what is it six 600 bottles per pallet uh give or take yeah, yeah. give or take um, depending on where it's coming from, how it's packed as well. Okay. So some pallets are smaller sizes, so they could probably do 52 cases. Some is, you know, which would be about 600 bottles, give or take. Uh, some pallets, depending like mile station wine, they do about 70 cases on a pallet because the, the box structure is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, wines from Burgundy as well, it's also packed differently. My Italian wines are about 50, 52 cases on a pallet. So you multiply that by 10, pallets um or 20 if that's what you're doing for a 40 footer uh, it's best to always go with the full you know 40 footer because you didn't get or you it's always best to fill a container as much as you can because you're still going to pay the same taxes anyway right, right. Um, so we get it here we pay all the taxes then we get into a warehouse then we start hopefully um our distributor orders loads of them and then they have to have their sales rep, including myself every now and then go into different markets and they start and selling all right tasting and then hopefully the consumers you know converts to our brands and enjoy the brand um there's many there's so many there's different levels and a lot of levels in between um from leaving the winery to get here but at the end of that just give you a small synopsis of how it works because once we get to jersey we have to get it up here clear customs clear everything and then get it to the stores um per se makes it easy but it's but it's fun. It's it's something I signed up for and something I'm excited for. And exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way. I hope I wish the you know, the transport aspect of it was seamless and easy. Um, but for right now we just have to go with it due to we're still dealing with the pandemic era, right. um, logistics right. issues, be delays and Gas so on and so forth. And also <laughs> pricing as well. Pricing has gone from X to five hundred percent increase yeah. in importing. Yeah excuse me so it's it's a bit um it's it's difficult but it's it's fun as well so and yet 
Italian wines are usually less expensive than California wines. How? I don't know. I know. <laughs> it, it's crazy. And it's, I mean, I've worked some really, really, sold some really great, good Californian wine wines in the past. And yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing because it's right there. Right. It's right, right there. Right. Yeah. There's a, a truckload. Yeah. Bring it over here. <laughs> literally right there, California. And this is coming from another continent to get here. So um, I think it's just, it, it's, it's, it's our industry. It's a model per se. You know, right. we as Americans are very, very capitalistic um, economy. So we have to, you know, we are the best yeah. in what we do, per se. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's very, very subjective, but we are right. the best in what we do in, in the U.S., and we have to make sure our pricing dictates it. Right, right. Good, bad, or indifferent. Agreed. That's not really good ass. But, uh, but we do have some really, really good, great um, Italian wines that I bring in. Um, I've had, you know, I'm not going to name drop people, but I've had, you know, people that own football teams and basketball teams have tried my wine. They're like, wow, this is better than this super Tuscan of ad and not only did they drink yeah. one bottle, they drank four bottles at a local restaurant yeah. in Philly. So I'm like, and I get those emails and calls from our partners and literally I do, I do a massive dance. Price is a good factor, but it's not always no. any at all. Like the factor. No, it's a liquid so. to lips. It's what's in the bottle that, that goes a long way. So, right. Also um, my favorite wine could be the wine that you spit out, you know, yes. everyone's palate is so different. Absolutely. Absolutely. So absolutely. You cannot, uh, even if someone tries it and not for them, no, it's, you know, it's, it's not, not you know, for you. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I was having this conversation yesterday with, you know, this individuals that came in and I didn't put my foot in my mouth. Cause I, you know, there's some wines I do like, and some wines I didn't like at the end of the conversation, the gentleman said he liked this wine. I said, I was kind of like, eh, you know, midway on, mm-hmm. but he bought my wines. I signed two bottles for him. He has, I think he said he had one or two daughters. And that's something that relates to, you know, I'm able to, re- you know, have this commonality with individuals to come in. You don't have to like the wines I like. I don't mm-hmm. have to like your wines, but they understand the approach. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Everybody's palate is different. Right. Um, right. You know, my, you know, you know, my preference might be your, your dislike. You know, I got this gentleman that came in, we're tasting, you know, Gewürztraminer yesterday as well, which we're going to taste again today. And he's like, I'm the king of Gewürztraminer. And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, there you go he loved yeah. my prosecco but it was like i'm still the king of gewürztraminer i'm like good for you yeah you know yeah I, you. I get that question a lot what's your what's your favorite wine and i'm like ah, it depends it depends is it for the store am i drinking it at home am i drinking it on the patio yes. with the sun beaming on me yes. you know is it, what is, what's the occasion here yes and so. to me also you you know that's a trick question i think you know, a sommelier or somebody in the wine industry, which is your favorite wine? Because it's hard to to pick. And I, I give it to them this way. And, you know, it's like somebody asking me, which is which of my daughters is my favorite daughter? And I'm like, well, I love my daughters equally, but it depends on which one is being, you know, like, you know, nicer yeah, to me that yeah. day or that yeah. week would be my favorite <laughs> daughter. Uh, but it's, it's hard to pick. And it's, it just depends on the people. I mean, the people you're, you're with. I think, you know, there's this phrase, and I can't remember what coined the phrase. A bottle of wine begs to be shared with people, begs to mm. be shared, but I add people to it because they're in friends and family because, you know, it's different. It hits it, you differently when you have this commonality with someone in front of you and having this conversation. The wine tastes differently because you just have this energy from them. 
um, that you're enjoying the wine. So again, I, I see you writing it down. A bottle yeah. of wine begs to be shared, and I'll send it to you when I, you know, later after our, you know this interview podcast to to be able to share with your, you know, your fan base as well. But because it's it's true, you know, I can have we can be drinking in my Duefie Rosato, uh, which is organic wine, organic grape, certified organic from uh, Marema. And some someone might not like the rosé, like oh, right. I don't. Right. But it's a it's an amazing rosé. It's a full bodied rosé that goes year round. Um, you know, so it's you know it's a personal preference. And at the end of the day, it's and it just depends on what you have and your company. At the end, that's what I tell people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the that's the key thing. You know, yeah, opening a bottle and yes. sharing. <laughs> yes, and no, sharing. sharing is caring. I should say, you know, to an extent. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, uh, now you, so you focus on importing. Yes. Okay. Walk us through kind of how you choose, because I'm sure there's vineyards lining up to get their stuff imported uh, into the U.S. Walk us through how you kind of select the wine, um, how much I, I guess say you have in labeling, and how the wine comes out. How does that kind of all play out? I great, great question again that you just asked. Um, Yes, um, my focus is is basically importing. We own an import. I own an import company. I also partner with a winery in Tuscany. That I don't own the winery, but I've invested and I continue to invest um, in the winery by bringing great wine, wine specter, wine specter rated wines into the U.S. Nice. So for everything from Italy um, and for the foreseeable future, I'm always going to own the label and the brand. Uh, so I do everything but make wine. I go in sometimes to Tuscany, to Marema, to help during harvest. I've done it once because uh, we're new, going on three years. Um, I do taste the must to make sure not to make, I don't have a say in all of it per se. I do have a little bit of like, oh, this is good. This is not. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's not. Um because we have a great winemaker that makes it, a female winemaker, well-renowned winemaker that makes all our wine um, in, uh, in Marema. So I do all the creation of the label, but make wines. I do everything but make the wine. I decide on what label, what name goes on. I do seek counsel and I consult friends and family uh, mm -hmm. to see what they think. By the end of the day, the onus is on me to make sure I'm able to bring a great product in. Right, right. Um, quality name branding um and one of the things we do i do at the end of the day is trying to work and you you said it when you were asking the question i'm sure you get loads of people wineries from all over the world per se europe that want to bring the brand in to the right. u.s again we are a capitalistic economy so everybody wants to be in the u.s um pennsylvania where where the company is based with one of the largest if not the largest plcb is the largest buyer of wine and spirits so many people want to come into that market um and what i do is be very very selective uh in what we want to work with family that has the same vision and mission statements that we do per se to an extent or at least align accordingly open-minded being you know being able to work with all people from all races um you know so that's one of the things i look at into family and look at their production look at their um you know, I said the mission and vision statement. Also, look at the partnerships. Does it make sense for us? Right. Because um, there's no reason getting into business with someone. And at the end of the day, you know, you cannot align. You don't have your visions and your plans aligned together. Because right. nothing, not everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. Am I going to um, ignore your calls when, uh, yes, when they come through? You know? <laughs> yes. 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 And again, and it's you know, at the end of the day as well, it's we are growing. 
we're a small company growing. So sometimes things are not perfect, but I want to be able to be candid with them and say, hey, you know, we can't pay you tomorrow. We have to push it down a month due to, right. you know, what's going on in the U.S. economy at this stage. And, you know, those are things that I, you know, we want to make sure we are equally mutually benefiting and understand each other. But at the end of the day, I have a saying what, you know, with the other guys that I import from, from Alsace, from um, from Leeds, the gin, our partners there from Burgundy as well. Um, I don't, I do have a little bit of a saying what it goes, what happens, because the, the TTB approves all the labels, so I have to make sure they comply. Right. Um, but I do have a lot of saying what we want to bring into the US. I taste it, I go up there. Uh, one of our driver brands from, um, from Burgundy, from my partners in Burgundy, is the everyday drinking wine. And I went there with them a couple of years ago, and I, you know, we're having lunch, and I had this Sauvignon Blanc. I'm not a big Sauvignon SB guy. And I had this Sauvignon Blanc, and I loved it. And I knew my friends and my family would love it. So I brought six bottles back, and I had, you know, my friends um, and my business partners, I tasted it. Um, and one of them was Caroline and she loves Sauvignon Blanc with her girlfriend Dana and I'm like hey guys can you taste this for us for me they liked it and the big New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc drinker from Marlboro and they loved it and I said I am bringing this in so I had yeah. a, you know I had a say in that brand in the design of the label even though it's not my brand I had a say in the design of the label the front and back label so I you know for most 99.9% of the time, I have a saying because I'm the one marketing the brand for them in the U.S. I'm the one right. building the brand for them in the U.S. I'm right. the one, my company per se, Bello Imports, Bello Wines, is the one putting the financial stake out to make right. sure we build right. this brand out yeah, successfully I mean, you're, you're in the taking US. it on. If it comes in and it doesn't move or... I'm sitting on, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm stuck with it. I yeah. have to sell it. <laughs> you have to maintain it too. Yes. Right temperatures, right... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the onus is on me to make sure we have quality brands that could sell. We have quality labels that attracts consumers. We have the quality, we have the right marketing I'm involved in marketing. That's why I mentioned earlier, I went to St. Joe's for grad school. Um, and one of the things I did in my MBA was, you know, international um, marketing. And, you know, I want to make sure, you know, things are aligned perfectly. It's not going to be perfect, but we're trying to make it as perfect as I try to make it right. as perfect as possible with my team and my consultants to be able to sell great brands. Awesome. Uh, before we talk about the wines, mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to kind of pursue your the path that you've taken uh, on the import side? How would you, if, if someone approached you and said, hey, I like what you're doing, I want to start something, what advice would you give them? I would say, do it. I'm never going to say don't do it, but do your research. Do your, you know, be, be sure this is what you want to do. It's expensive. Um, I don't have much regrets but there are you the things i've done in life i learned from it so case in point what i'll tell them to do is you know as long as there's no conflict in the industry that you're working in don't quit your day job mm. if you can i did quit my day job that's why i'm saying don't quit your day job <laughs> until you can establish yourself um because at the end of the day right now what i'm doing is you know my nest egg is all into the company Mm -hmm. um, I've invested and I've keep, you have to invest your personal funds in it. I started right, this company right. with all my investment right. into the company with some investors, um, few investors, but at the end of the day, and right now we're actually out there seeking more funds. Um, unfortunately what's going on with the banking industry is making it harder to get funds. 
Um, but my biggest advice to them would be, you know, seek out someone that would be able to help you and give you advice. I'm open to talking to anyone. <clears throat> I met this young individual, this young guy yesterday. They make their own pre-batch cocktail. Um, and, and, and he's a co-founder and he said, Hey, yeah, yeah, I mean, the fireside. Of, yeah I think so. so. And he said, yeah, yeah. And really great. And he said, Hey, can I pick your brain? And I said, yes, you know, it was really seems like a really nice guy. Scott mm -hmm. is his name, I mm -hmm. think. And I said, yeah, call me anytime. I'll pick your brain. You know, I, you know, I'll share, you know, I'll share my best practices with you. Um, but what I did tell them is don't quit your day job. It's hard to do both. Yeah. But you yeah, have yeah. to be, because you don't know what the future holds. Because if you do quit your day job, then it's no income coming in fast enough for the import company. Right. You have to pay bills. Right. And now you're going to yeah. pay those bills. Yeah, you're without, accruing another cost for, yeah. the, for the company, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, I, you know, I did quit my day job, but I'm actually now looking, going back into having another day job to make sure I continue to run the company yeah. effectively. Cause it's, you know, that's the biggest problem until I get a big investor, angel investor that say, yeah, I mean, yeah, it goes $2 million or $3 million or $30 million. Um, even with that, I still, you know, be, you know, really, really leery about that. But at the end of the day, it's like, go with your passion, know what you do your research. Yeah. Speak to people in the industry. I did that. Um, find, partners that believe in you distributor partners i'm lucky enough full disclosure i worked for breakthrough beverage in pa for a number of years about seven almost eight years i think okay. they are my distrib national distributor and they have most markets or every market we go to the breakthrough is in so we break the beverage in pa delaware dc maryland which is the greeting principle in south carolina um so everywhere Breakthrough Beverage is, Breakthrough Beverage Group is, we go in with them. So find a distributor partner that believes in you, that you believe in. Um, it doesn't have to be the big one. I would say, make sure you go with the big one that has the finances in order. Right. <clears throat> when, when I started right. with a small, again, this is being full disclosure, and I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to you know, slight them or defame them. But the fact is the fact, they went bankrupt. Mm. I'm out of over... I'm not going to mention it, but a lot of money, six right. figures that right. I'm still really, you know, for the bankruptcy. Right. But being a small company, when you, somebody doesn't give you up to six figures that they owe you, you have to ask to come from somewhere. Yeah. So do your research, yeah. you know, do your research and, you know, but those are things I've, I'm learning from. Yeah. You learn from it. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I've learned that it's not really, uh, and it might be true with across the board with all industries, but the alcohol industry is really a, uh, it's not a lone wolf type of industry no, no. you it, you're dependent on on people you know i'm no. dependent on you guys to bring in wine so, so that i can sell yes. in the shop you know i'm dependent on labels um the Absolutely. more the more you guys market your products the Absolutely. easier and people recognize it they'll walk they'll in i don't have to, buy to sell it. it yes so it's uh yeah it's definitely a uh dependency type of industry which which i like i get to meet people and see what they're doing yes you know uh pick people's brains learn and, and we're trying to get there for you and i'll be honest with you my one of my commitment for 2024 is to do more marketing um because our, our brands are still very very new young right we're doing very well in pa we're doing very well in dc and we just got you know into maryland so delaware we're doing well there as well so it's you know in the next our next phase is to do more marketing of the brand um get the brand out there be through billboards, be 
through a social campaign or whatever the case might be to get the name of the brand out there, Dwayfia. And, you know, also if, if it needs to be my face as well, get my face out there so people could call, correlate the brands to me, um, not only being black owned, but also to being, you know, this individual that owns this brand. And hopefully at some point when my kids are old enough, um, get them out there as well to start, you know, working <laughs> yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Get the face that we I did an interview with Fox Twenty Nine in Philly months and months and months ago, and that helped. Um, a little uptick was there, but we we I'm excited for what twenty. We're still in twenty twenty three, but I'm excited for the planning f I had for twenty twenty four and our marketing campaign aspect of it. And we work with great you know groups, um, helping with our, you know t shirts and logo designs. Um, a T shop, which is one of our partners, that helps do all our um, um, merch out of New York great friends and family so it's you know using you know your resource your local resource friends and family to 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 to, to your advantage and the biggest thing i will say is don't be shy to ask those tough questions right. set your egos aside let people know when you're vulnerable it's hard for me to do and i'm saying that now because i'm a very private person um but every now and then i have to set my ego aside not to say i have a lot of it uh, but i'll set it aside and ask those you know vulnerable questions to all those tough discussions with my investors or potential new investors and say hey mm -hmm. this is where we are we have a projection of doing one point something million dollars but we need to another influx of um cash from you right and some of them say yes some of them say yeah well let's think about it yeah but it's so being candid with them and being candid with yourself and what your abilities are um you know so and also it's again at the end of the day don't bite off more than you can chew <laughs> um my bro my oldest brother in london always says this to me when i was growing up when i was really really young um and I, you know I, I think i'm gonna mess this up due to my accent as well it's uh he says this and you know friends of mine still make fun of me when i say this some of them say because i say this often it's like cut your coat according to your size meaning if you're if you wear a large mm -hmm. in jacket or suit or overcoat, don't wear a double XL because you're going to look goofy. Yeah. Even though fashion <laughs> yeah. tells you otherwise yeah, nowadays, yeah. you see yeah. people wearing baggy outfit. I think it's, you know, and that I try to. Depends on the situation. Yeah, it depends as well. on the situation. You know, situation. You're trying to present though. yourself. You want to. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to look. Look, look really disheveled. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the, you know, again, going back to don't bite off more than you can chew or make sure your coat, you know, according to my oldest brother in London, is. Cut your coat according to your size. If you're medium, wear medium. Uh, you know, don't you know? Don't be an extra large when you're yeah. medium, or wear small when you're small when you're medium because it looks goofy on you. So yeah. we've all um, been there. You have to you know have to wear a suit for the first time. So your brother, your father's suit yeah. doesn't quite yeah. fit you, but but you can get it tailored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. about tailoring, so get it tailored to your you know your perfect fit. So. I same thing about the industry. I've sometimes, I'll be honest, I've I've bitten off more than I could chew to start. Uh, again, that's the aspect of no regrets. Right. You just learn from it. Right. I'm learning really fast from it. Like, okay, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> like, bro, like, chill. So it's like it's learning, growing, grow, very growing pains. But the one thing I say though is I have a great resources in my corner. My distributors are amazing partners. 
Breakthrough Beverage in PA, in DC, in Delaware, in Maryland. Uh, they have been very, very understanding, knowing we're growing. And the team is very, very supportive and say, hey, Yemi, we want you in the market. So I'm back in DC next week again. I have a wine dinner in Philly next week, next Thursday, but I'm coming to DC early in the week, early in the day to get back to Philly by six o'clock at the Pyramid Club to uh, host a wine dinner, five, six course wine dinner for my brand. So it's, you know, I say this. I'll sleep when I'll sleep when I'm dead. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> not, not tomorrow, but um, it, I it, 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 it's you know it's it's endless. Um, it's fun, um, and I'm gonna sneak take a sneak peek on my foot. It's very very rewarding. Um, I said earlier, man, you Man United's playing. I want to see the scores right now. Ah, yes, we're one. Yeah, we're up one. So let's go. I'm sorry, Casemiro. Yes. yes. So I'm a big football guy, you know, everything I do in life, apart from friends and family and my girls, it's the biggest thing you can see me do is watching a football match. And I'm, I'm kicking myself in the teeth. I'm missing my new play, but my boys are, you know, we're going to get it done against Bournemouth today. So I'm excited. So sorry, I had to do a quick cheat. Yeah, you know, bro, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Roman just not playing. So I would be looking at the scores real quick. So we're up one nil. I'm up here about that. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the wines yeah, that you're going to be uh, pouring tonight, and then, um, yeah, I mean, what are, what are your? Yeah, so you know, I, I wish you. Well, we'll take a picture. You and I will take a picture. We'll take a picture of the label and put it on you and on the podcast. Yeah. But we, normally, I like to start off with an affresco. Um, the affresco we have in front of us, um, um, it's prosecco. It's under percent glera grape. Um, glera grape is one of the best grape you use to make prosecco. Um, most people use different kind of grapes. Um, they blend glare and something else, but we use 100% uh, glare. This is not from Tuscany, even though my company and the most of our brand, 99, 90% of our brand for right now, comes in from Marema in Tuscany. Um, this is from Treviso. Uh, I work with a partner there that helps us, that helps produce this amazing prosecco um it's um it's low residual sugar this is an amazing prosecco that sells very very well um it's called a fresco somebody asked me this question this is one of the first time i've had this question asked yesterday why don't you call it a fresco and and then he realized the question when i was about to start i was like oh because you could sit outside and you think yeah. <laughs> you are in the countryside in tuscany yeah and that's the essence of it literally this glass of wine this glass of prosecco takes you transcends you and that's what we want to do to you thinking from sitting on your patio sitting in your backyard sitting out front if you guys had um you know um you know sidewalk tape sidewalk table to transcend you into thinking and making you escape yeah best word escape into being in Tuscany, being in the countryside in Italy, and just enjoying this prosecco as an aperitif, yeah. or you know, having it as your as we do in the U.S. as a mimosa, or with you know bottomless mimosa, yeah, bottomless yeah. mimosa, which is great for the day like a brunch day, <laughs> or just having it in your in, in your you know perfect gin cocktail. I have, I have this amazing gin cocktail that I that I haven't had. So great, great! I'll give you my recipe. You know, recipe. There's this gin cocktail I normally drink in the summer. Um, you do the botanic request gin, which is my gin, John yeah. Roberts botanic <laughs> request gin. You do a little bit of Saint-Germain and then you top it off with a fresco prosecco. Interesting. Dude, it's amazing. Or you could do an Italian 75. Italian 75 is basically you do 
my gin again, botanic John Robert's botanic request yeah. gin. You do a little bit of um simple syrup, and then you top it off with the fresco prosecco, and you just do it's um like a, a fun day. Uh, yeah, it's a fun day. <laughs> you know, you do you know do a little bit of, you know. Uh, uh lemon lemon peel in it it's just it's amazing yeah. um, some people might call it a french 75 but since we're doing my prosecco from italy yeah, in the french 75 we do a champagne we do have a champagne as well that we don't sell from Ch um, champagne flotou um, which you can also use but i i'll you know i'll say use a prosecco uh, yeah prosecco is taking prosecco. off dude oh my gosh prosecco. it's the number one selling alcohol product yes in the u.s prosecco mm -hmm. pinot grigio we do have a pinot grigio we have we have a pinot grigio coming out if not this year, definitely in 2024. Awesome. Also coming in from where we get where we get the um, prosecco from. We have a label almost approved by the TTB, but the prosecco is going to come out. I mean, the Pinot Grigio is going to come out, and um, the, you know the brand is going to have something that has to do with my family as well. So uh, I can't. I'm not going to give out the name yet, but it's something that again I pay homage back to my family, uh, my you know, and where we get some of the wines from. So. I'm excited for the brand when it comes out in 2024. It's gonna. It's an amazing um, Pinot Grigio. I've tasted it. It's. It's just. I just can't wait for you to get. I'm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm getting this little butterfly, but it's excited because again, going back to your original question, I don't feel like I work a day in my life. Right. I work a lot of <laughs> right. hours. I work a lot of hours, but it just doesn't feel like work because I'm growing. I'm happy to be growing something and yeah, living, yeah. living a legacy behind for my girls. I just yeah. want it to be quicker. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm patient. Yeah. I'm patient. I can relate. I mean, yesterday while we closed at ten, got home, laid down, and I'm like, "All right, tomorrow's podcast. We're gonna do this and then And I'm just like, just thinking and thinking and thinking. Oh, so, likewise, though, I, I woke up early this morning. I'm like, I need to go to the gym. Normally, my Monday through Fridays, I get up between four and four thirty. I go to the gym, then I start my day. But today, I was like, okay, you're gonna do a podcast. <laughs> You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. You have an event, a big event tonight. You're gonna to go there, then leave and come back here, then go back there. So I'm like, oof. Then you have to drive early back to Philly tomorrow so you can make church on time. Uh, so I'm like, okay, you got this. <laughs> you got this. So anyway, so that's that's, yeah, no complaints. Not, Not at all. Not at all. Just having fun. We're happy to do it, or else we wouldn't we'll, be. We we'll won't be, we'll be, we'll be here. So so we've done the alfresco. So the next two brands, um, there's three brands. Which one do you want to do? So next? let's do the rosato. Okay. So the rosato is basically um, a rose. Um, it's called duefie. Um, the G is silent, but you you know enunciate duefie. Uh, some people say duefigli. I'll say duefigli. As long as you're buying it, you can call it duefigli. <laughs> uh, but eventually people do get it. You know, the reason I say that is there other brand names are harder to pronounce, but over time with repetition, right. you get it. My name is Adiemi. I go by Yemi. Some people still call me yummy, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to talk. <laughs> I still get that. Yeah, I just got that yesterday. So only that's reserved for my wife. <laughs> Is it yummy? I'm like, uh, yeah, that's fine. I, you know, I'm uh, you call me yummy, yummy, whatever. People call me yummy. Yeah. I'm like, I stop correcting people. My name is Luis. I, everyone wants to call me Luis, Louis. Yeah, uh, like, the you Italians know. call me Luigi sometimes. <laughs> Luigi. So I mean, it's not wrong. It's taking like a different yeah, variation. Yeah. So true, true. So. I just stop correcting people. I'm yeah, like, yep, hey, that's go ahead. Go sure. ahead. <laughs> and so the the rosato is one of my favorite. I have to say, people have been asking me so much. I said it earlier, which is your favorite one? If I had to pick, this would be one of them. Um, the rosé. It's a full-bodied rosé. Again, it's certified organic wine. Um, 
all standing still. 100% Sangiovese um, grape. Somebody asked me that grape. yesterday. What do you yeah. mean, Sangiovese? It's red wine. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but, you you know, we do a little bit of skin contact. Gives it this amazing color to it. Um, it's great. Uh, again, Duefia means two daughters. Um, under the Duefia mm -hmm. line, we have three brands, three lines. We have the Rosé, which is the Rosato. We have a Vermentino, which is our white wine. And we have the... Um, Rosso, which is a Toscan blend, which is a red wine. So I wanted to have a driver brand, which is our driver brand, to have all three marks. You have your red, your white, and your rosé. So your mm. consumer can, you know, love the brand. Is there a red for this one? Yeah, there is. We don't yeah. have it today, but there's a red for it. It's amazing red. It's a 90% Sangiovese, 10% Syrah. It's, it's, fin it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll tell my sales rep to bring grab a bottle to taste you for guys sure. on it. Um, it's, it's, it's a year-round red as well. It's light enough that you can have it in the summer. Um, yeah. The Syrah gives it this look, really good spice on it. But I don't want to take away from the rosé, but I'll get back. I'll talk about that actually after I talk about the Vermentino. Um, this is a full-bodied rosé. Uh, what I mean by full-bodied rosé is it's a rosé you could drink year-round. Uh, gone are the days, and some rosés from different regions, maybe from Provence and so on and so forth. Um, higher residual sugar. This has low residual sugar, um, or primarily just for the summer. I don't want to say all of them are for some. Some of them are for the summer. This is one you can have year-round. You can have it with as an aperitif. Or you can actually have a witted meal. Uh, some restaurants in Philly, um, case in point, um, and I'm just going to mention a few, and I'm not sure, going to just sure, knock anyone. Sure. Zahav, Giuseppe's and Son, our good partners, Viala Costa, and some other restaurants in Philly. Those are the three that just come to, came to mind, and by no means am I insulting anyone. Um, but thanks for everyone that's carrying my brand. Uh, I just can't think of all the names, otherwise we'll be here for five hours. <laughs> Um, they sell this by the glass and the wines are perfectly paired with different, different dishes on the menu. Um, be, you know, you go to Zav, you have a hummus dish, you have a fish dish, you have actually, actually meaty fish dish. So you can have like a flank steak. This would go perfectly because it's really, really robust and bold. Uh, it doesn't have that high residual sugar. So it's something you can certainly enjoy, uh, with most and if not all meals. Uh, and then we'll go to the Vermentino. The Vermentino is still also called Duefie, again, under the brand of the Duefie line, and uh, the two daughters. This is our white wine. Uh, this is a, a wine that you could do an alternative to your um, Chardonnay or your Pinot Grigio. You know, I go by, I, I say this acronym and people tend to laugh, anything but Chard. By no means am I knocking Chardonnay because <laughs> I do have some white burgundy, which is Chardonnay we sell. Uh, but... You know, people want to get away from that full fat, big buttery mm. Chardonnay. This is an, a good alternative to yeah, go into it. We do also have a Pinot Blanc uh, from Hubert Meyer that you can also try. But this would be a good alternative to um, the Chardonnay. Someone that want to adventure out. Uh, most people and some people do know what a Vermentino is. You think of Sicilian Vermentino. You think of Sardinian Vermentino, which has the, a lot of mineral um, mm. due to the coastline. This doesn't have that high miner minerality. It's amazing wine. You know, people and consumers alike have coined this Vermentino as a porch, porch pounder. Because yeah. you have a glass, you want to have another glass. Yeah, because by yeah. the time you know, it's like empty. Like, holy crap, yeah. where did the bottle you go? You got to use the restroom and you're like, oh, wait, 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 yes. back down. You get up and you're like, okay. Uh, by no means, you know, for, you know okay, yeah, I, mean. I have to put, you know, warning out. Please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. 
and consume my products safely <laughs> and wisely. Please don't do not drink and drive. Um, but just you know, put my put out the PSA so we don't get sued. <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a really great wine. To, like I said, I call it porch pounder. We call it not just I, but the uh, consumer base have tried to call it porch pounder because it's it's an amazing wine that you want to enjoy. We I do have plans for some um, for 2024 and what we're gonna do differently about the bottle um some advice of consults you know spoken to a few people but it's it's a great wine i, I enjoy the brine um when i have people over if i'm not starting off depending on if somebody wants a prosecco to cleanse the palate i'm always either starting with the rosé or start off with the vermentino because uh, it's just an easy wine to just start off your day before you get into the red wine yeah um you know as a palate cleanser um, before you get into the big every white wines you like to try yeah um the last That's something i do want to point out i, I, I love seeing stuff like this because um the name on the bottle mm -hmm. you know it's uh there's a difference between people that were doing this with a passion behind it yeah. you know because i imagine this after your two daughters yes my girls you yes. know so yes. instead of sitting uh sitting in a boardroom and you're like okay do fie you know, I think that's going to do well in the American market. Yeah. It's really marketable. Da, da, da. No, it's after your, your daughter. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's passion behind it. Yes, you know? it is passion behind but also... It's your reason for pursuing for, for, this. For so pursuing, it's, a, it's yeah. a constant reminder. Every time you you go to a store and sell it's it, it's like a my constant daughter's. reminder. Yeah, it's, it's my girl's. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you said that. And I didn't want to say that earlier. <laughs> it's funny because two of my investors, and this wasn't intentional, one of them has two daughters. Actually, both of them have two daughters. Both of my investors. Interesting. <laughs> and my brother, my younger brother, is a small minority investor in the company. Um, he also has two daughters. <laughs> and it wasn't intentional. It was really, really unintentional. A gentleman that came in yesterday and was tasting the wine with me at Verified, the other Verified location, I told him what the wine meant. It was like, holy crap, I have to buy it now. I'm like, why? He was like, I have two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against sons nothing against sons i have nieces and ne I have my, nephews my, my mom i say otherwise yeah, <laughs> nothing against sons but uh you know for me it's something i'm passionate about and something constant not saying i need a constant reminder about my girls they're always there for, with me and always for me uh but it's something i wanted again leaving a legacy behind for them yeah. right? it's for the girls it's not just um you know making millions of dollars tomorrow but it's something i wanted to leave behind for them to be able to have you know say dad left something for us and also they have a pat hopefully when they grow old and able to drink when they turn 21 legal age to be able to say yes this is my brand and also they yeah. become passionate about it and then if they do decide on having families um they could then recreate the different brands right. Um, right. with my partners because you know most wineries are always generationally passed down and that's what we plan to do when my girls get older integrate them into the business take them to Tuscany they haven't been yet introduce them to our partners and family there I call them my family and then so when they when their kids grow up because my one of my partners in Tuscany where we get the wine from just had a baby girl um, then we'll introduce them together and then we'll continue to build this generational partnership for yeah, forever. Beautiful. So that's my, that's my goal. That's my plan. Beautiful. Um, the last but not least is the wine from Alsace um, by our partner, um, great, amazing, great winemaker, Pierre, Hubert uh, Meyer or Hubert Meyer. Well, as people call it, we have a Gewürztraminer. Some people call it Gewürztraminer. Gewürztraminer, the W is always pronounced as a V, Gewürztraminer. Um, this is, most people know Gewürztraminer as a German varietal. Um, Alsace is very close um, to Germany, but it's um, French territory. It's, you know, part of France. Uh, many people say this 
region actually started world wars back in the day i don't know it could be true i think it's partly true wine and somebody said something yesterday that i'm not going to mention but i think wine creates and starts wars yeah. sometimes um but it's an amazing you know on the nose of this wine you, you know you know lychee a lot of stone fruit it's it's an amazing low residual sugar unlike some other Gewürztraminer in the marketplace, um, but it's an amazing, easy-drinking Gewürztraminer. Um, you know, you think of your ethnic dishes. I'm just going to blanket ethnic dishes. Indian food, which I love. Um, you know, Thai food, Chinese food, anything with really good spice and hotness. Not too hot, but anything with, you know, the sweetness cuts into it. It's a perfect harmony. It's a perfect balance. So, you know, your Gewürztraminer will be a perfect balance for any ethnic food you would try. Even Nigerian food, like a jollof, which Nigeria makes the best jollof. There's some other <laughs> countries out there who's thinking they make a dirty jollof. We make the best jollof in Nigeria. Um, there's one thing about me. I'm always going to put, you know, snarky remarks and things. Just swipe <laughs> yeah. the people. Life is too short to be yeah, all sooty and all. Yeah, you, you know, to be all uptight. So uh, we make the best jollof in Nigeria. So ends down. I'll bet my company on it. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on what's making the jollof to go against anybody else, then I'll bet my company on it. Um, but we make the best jollof. And this would go complement very, very well because you get that little bit of that, you know, smokiness they eat in it and you get the sweetness in the um um in, in the conversion that just complements well and just to die for Beautiful. so that's the wine we have other brands um if you you know I, i'm sure we'll we'll put something on on the podcast for people to check our website out and to yeah, learn more yep. about you know if you want to learn more about me i've certainly check out the website um we are sitting together in front of each other being you know you know immigrants from some other countries yeah um it's, it's fun to be able to do this and i'm excited for it i can't wait to see your success at the store looking with the I new appreciate you know it. likewise yes, i'm excited for forward. it uh where would uh people want to know more information about you your wines where would they where would they go to find that so you could go to www.bellowines.com we'll put it up on your podcast is b-e-l-l-o-w-i-n-e-s.com um, and you get any information on there um, about me personally, um, my email, I think our email is there. If it's not, you can email the admin. And I personally answer every email and questions. Um, if somebody sends us an email, I reroute to our info at bellowines.com, I-N-F-O at bellowines, B-E-L-L-O-W-I-N-E-S.com. They get it. I, I do get a copy of it uh, sometimes. I always respond back to, um, um, not, I don't want to call them my fan, but our consumers and our, yeah. you know, well-wishers. And also our detractors, I, I, I respond back to them because you need that, you know, yeah. a little bit of that yeah. from people, uh, the naysayers as well to say, hey, you know, hey, I'm open to whatever yeah, you have yeah. to say. And, you know, I'll take constructive criticism very, very well. Yeah, uh, so to. that those are ways you could reach out to us. I'm not going to give out my personal number online, <laughs> but you, if you do have my number, you could not you, but anyone else, please share it with people. I'll, I do, I'll post I do, it on our uh, Instagram. <laughs> I do, I do, I do answer calls. Um, I don't have a company number. I use my direct number, but uh, my personal number. But if we do have a cell phone port company cell phone number, I'll give it out because I have no. There's no, you know, I answer all questions. Um, good, bad, or indifference. There's no reason for me to hide because we want to grow. We want, um, you know, again, I've taken advice of, you know, I, I don't seek, but I've taken advice and counsel. Our, our consumers our fan base to say hey i think you do this differently or do this and do that 
I take it into consideration. I, I weigh the pros and cons. Right. And right. some of them we've done and some of them we haven't. And I just take with a grain of salt and say, thank you. Um, so um, that's, you know, that's, um, I'm open, um, easily accessible, even though I travel often a lot. <laughs> Uh, and also, you know, keeping a day job now. Um, but it's it's fun. It's fun. It's just trying to make sure we grow the brand well, um, grow grow the company, and you know, bring great wine. At the end of the day, you know, bottle of wine begs to be shared. And goal for me is to share a glass of wine with any bottle of wine with anyone anytime they're ready to to drink. I always have when I drive. I always have a, not a case of wine, but I always have wine in my car. So someone's like, hey. Let's drink wine. I give wine away. I'm not going to lie to you. It's so yeah. many people have given the wines away to you. Because um, it's just, you know, we want to grow, grow the brand. Yeah. And yeah. the way, the best way to grow the brand is to give them, you know, like you go to this groceries and supermarkets. There's a reason why they have people up front giving you samples of stuff. I can't, I can't yeah, legally. That's why we do the tastings every Saturday. Yeah. Like, legally, I can't give you a sampling on the road because I don't know if you're 21 <laughs> or not, but I can give you a bottle to go sample, right. you know. Because right. that's part of the, that's the way we sample things out, and so hopefully the he or she enjoys it, and they're of twelve, they're of age as well, and they helps us, you know, retain another fan base. So we do, you know, brand advocacy. The three A's in you know in in, in marketing advocacy. <laughs> we advocate the crap out of our brand. We talk about the brand. We do brand awareness. Mm. You know, we get the brand out there so people can know about the brand based social media. We took a little bit of hiatus couple of weeks ago because you know we had some stuff going on internally we had to continue to build and we had to bring some other people in to manage the social media and then lastly is brand adoption you know my goal is to get people to drink other brands to now live those brands from brand awareness we do you know advocacy we talk about a brand we do brand awareness people see our brands eventually in 2020 probably late 23 24 you see billboards and then adoption, you know, brand adoption is so consumers could adopt wine to adopt the brand as their go-to choice. And that comes from awareness, adopt, you know, advocacy to adoption. So people could say, hey, I want to buy a bottle of Dwayfia. Not only a bottle, I want to buy a case of Dwayfia when yeah. it comes to verify. Why don't put together a mixed case for me of, you know, Bella Wines brand, you know, a fresco you know, Rosato, Dwayfia, Vementino, and some other iron wines we have. We have some Brugia, which is a Bordeaux blend, uh, Baby Super Toscan, as some people call it. It's an amazing wine that we had, had this gentleman try out. Um, they own some foot basketball team and a football team. They tried it and loved it. I'm not going to mention any name. <laughs> um, in Philly, that is. So um, so it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited for uh, the brand. I'm excited what the future holds for us, and the sky's the limit. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, Yemi, thank you so much for thank tuning you for in. being here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks this for is, having uh, me. Thanks for yeah, having this me. This has been fun uh, for sure. Like I said, I love picking people's brains and uh, getting to know other people in the industry. But um, if you do want to meet um, Yemi here, he'll be here from four to seven uh, Saturday, May twentieth today. Today, uh, today, tasting out these wines here. Um, and then if you want to follow us uh, for more information, uh, Verified DuPont is our Instagram. And then, of course, uh, Yemi will be um, on our following list. What is it? The following? Yeah, uh, yeah, so yes, yeah. Follow information will be over there. What is the, the Instagram? Bella Wines? Or? Yeah, it's, it's Bella Wines Imports okay. at Bella Wines Imports. And I'm sure you guys have it, so follow them. You could easily tag, find us. Yep. But it's Bella at Bella Wines Imports. Both S's at the end of them. Um, Bella Wines Imports um it's our andrew and 
I'm excited. I'm excited to um, see the consumer today. Come in early if you want, if you can. Um, I do have another obligation today. So it's <laughs> going to be, you know, fast and furious today for me. So please, I don't I feel bad. But if we need to make it up, even if I don't spend the entire day with you guys here, which I'll try as much as possible to, I'll definitely come back and, you know, redo it for you guys. Because sure. um, I do have a big commitment today with the Fine Wine Series. Yes, I meant before I leave, it's, you know, another shameless plug. But we are official wine sponsor for one of our partners, uh, the Fine Wine Series tonight. I think it's in, it's called Sendlot Anacostia. Um, so if you can make it, please go there. If not, there's going to be loads of people there, loads of wine. I'm going to be, again, we're going to be tasting through an array of wines today. So I have a commitment to be there with them. So I'm going to be running back and forth. Thank God we have Uber <laughs> and Lyft as well. No, not giving anybody any plugs, but um, to get me back and forth so I can make sure I'm in both places at some point together. So today's going to be a busy day for me, but I'm excited to come back. Um, the wines are going to be ready to go for everyone that's coming out today. It's going to be really, really chilled. Um, and I'm excited. So come in early, come in and enjoy it. And if I do miss you, my apologies. I do promise I'll come back in town again and do it. But I'm hopefully I don't have to miss anyone. I, you know, just to put it out there. So, but it's going to be fun. I'm yeah. excited for it. For sure. We'll see you later on. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you. Ciao.